This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. We're momming today with Alina Villasante, the creator of Peace Love World. Alina, welcome. Welcome. Hi. How I, are you? I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Another mom of three, although you have older children, you now work with your children on your, your brand, a lifestyle brand called Peace Love World. And uh, it was, I, I, I saw this pitch that I got from your publicist and it spoke to me. Because you've traveled the world, you collected things from here and there, and you said, "I got, I got to do something with this." You know, you spend those all those decades just living life, finding similarities between people, and you built that into a fashion brand. And yeah, and it wasn't really a conscious decision. I think it was uh, subconscious that you know, there's so much experience. Uh, by traveling the world and meeting all kinds of people, all religions, all everything. And what I really realized was that everybody really longs for the same thing, no matter where they come from or what they believe. You know, we're all looking for the same thing, to feel loved, to love others, to be seen and heard. And, yeah, I was in the aviation business, and I was just kind of dabbling into what I do now as a hobby that turned into my life. So, yeah, it was a nice little surprise in my 40s. <laughs> when, well, when your hobby turns into your life, is it something you can still enjoy? Because I've got tons of hobbies that I, I always say, well, maybe I should do that. And then I, I feel like if it became my job, it would just take the fun out of it. No, that's not true, though. But what I always say that the first five years of building a business are actually the hardest and the best because you're so hands-on. You don't have like all the people doing things for you and all that. So it's really great. And yeah, it is because look, business is hard, whether it's your hobby or whether it's what pays your bills. It's just hard. The highs, the lows, uh, you know, the pivoting, everything you have to do. But when it is your hobby, it's almost like, you know, we all come to this earth with a gift and it's our job is really identifying what that gift that was given to us is. And if we're lucky enough to turn it into our life, which in my case is very work-life balance, um, I feel very blessed. It, it doesn't mean it makes it any easier. It's just that you're almost natural at doing it because it was your hobby and it's what you love and it was your passion. And it came from your gut. It's got grit. It's got everything you can imagine. So it really is more natural than a task that you have to take, you know, accomplish. Gut and grit. Um, what you know, you're you're the designer, creator, owner of a lifestyle brand. Not many people get to say that. What define, describe that lifestyle? What is it that people are buying into? Yeah, you're it's selling. funny when my mom when my mom talks to people about me and she kind of did does what you just did. I'm like, wow, that's me. <laughs> so yeah, so a lifestyle brand means that you know I created a brand really based on emotion. Um, nothing was done intentionally or, or consciously. It was really done subconsciously. And I started, um, putting a symbol on these 
on, let's just say I started on paper on the computer. And I don't know what I was imagining at the time. I was running my aviation company, but I remember going to a party that I gave my cousin a birthday party and a friend of mine came and she made me a shirt that said, I am love. She was, I made this for you because you are love. And I was, I was like, oh my God, that's what matches the symbols I've been doing. And there you go. That moment, you know, like Oprah says, that aha moment was, it, it just came together. I felt like I really had something. And, you know, to have any product that's great, you have to feel it yourself first before you can have anybody excited about it, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it really took off so big in the world because it was an emotion. It was an emotion on on pretty things. The design was pretty. It was contemporary. It was to the point. You're either love, peace, happy, chaos, or blessed. And I was very fortunate to launch something unintentionally right before the holidays in 2008 that the world was hungry for. The timing was unbelievable. I I can't tell you that if I would have done this in another time, that it would have been, you know, as successful as it was. Facebook was very relevant at the time. My kids were in high school. They were very popular. Um, I lived in an amazing community. And I think community is a big part of launching anything because if your community loves it, you know that that's kind of like your board of directors to start. So it was a very um, unexpected, exciting development of a lifestyle brand. It's funny. You're saying everything that was relevant in 2008 that created this fortuitous circumstance for you. But I was thinking financial crisis and disaster and maybe people gravitating towards I am love, I am peace. Yeah, because what happens is, and I always say this, you know, I'm very in touch with what's going on in the world. And every season that I create a line, I feel what's going on. So, you know, if there's wars, people are looking for peace. If people are making money, they're looking for love and to feel happy. Um, Also, when times are tough, people are turning a little bit more to their religion or to spirituality. And I, I always feel kind of what everybody's needing at the time because I'm also needing it. And my community's needing it. My peers around me are needing it. My family's needing it. So whenever I I go into, like right now I'm doing August, September of next year, and I'm like, you know, what are we feeling? So that line's going to be about emotions and feelings because I do think we're in a very vulnerable, sensitive place right now as a world, not just a community. So what does that look like if it were a logo, for instance? So my logo is always the same, but what I do is I put little reminders on the garments, whether they be inside the jacket, on the wrist, on the collar, or just, you know, um, emblazed on a T-shirt. It's about everything will be okay, or good things are coming, or uh, I woke up happy today. You know, little things like that that I want to remind people that there is hope and things will get better when times are a little bit darker than others. Alina, how do you know that... I, you know, how do you know what we're feeling? I mean, do, do you have like focus groups? Do you gift. read a lot of news or it's just this feeling that you get? I think it's my gift. My mom and I talked about this this week and I said, you know, my greatest gift that God gave me was intuition Your and gut. empathy and <laughs> gut. And I just feel and when I'm not feeling it worries me because. You And sometimes you have to go into a little bit of a dark place to feel. Sometimes creativeness comes from the darkest places or, you know, you're only as happy as your 
saddest child or, you know, whatever could be happening. And Aww. yeah, I just know. I think that more than a designer, I mean, I think I have great fashion taste. I mean, that's what I think <laughs> in my little jewelry. <laughs> that's uh, okay. But I think that... <laughs> that's all that I matters. That, well, I told my mom, I go, mom, I'm a visionary. And she goes, but how? I go, I don't know. I think that that's the one gift that God gave me was to be a visionary and to understand what people need and what people are feeling. And I try to give them that through fashion. Yeah. And they're buying it. Um, we're going to have more on We're Momming today with Alina Villasante right after this quick break. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. We're back on We're Momming today. Uh, Alina, you just said you're always as happy as your saddest child. You have no, three- you're only... Only. only okay, only. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Child. Okay, so you've got three children, uh, all in their thirties, yes. and so so you've yes. been you've been through the whole process. Um, oh, yes. It just, I have three young children. Um, How old are your kids? Eighteen months, four, and almost seven. So I got a lot of little. So one problems. thing I'm going to tell you. Is yeah. That's be, they. They're born with their personality. By the way. Oh jeez. <laughs> Yeah, they really are. I mean, they don't really change that part so much, but yes, and you were saying? Oh, God, well, that scares me for one of them at least. <laughs> um, you know, how do you get through the preteen years, the teenage years? How do you how do you guide them and, and make sure that they're happy so you're happy <laughs> as a result? I, I really have a great answer for that, and I, I truly believe, and I was going through a separation when my kids were a little bit younger. Um, I always say pay now or pay later. You know, you've got to be present. You've got to pay attention. You've got to lead from a place of love always. And even things like, look, my oldest son, I punished him a lot because he he just wanted to be outside. He's an athlete. And, you know, and then I look back and I'm like, he goes, I'm never going to punish my kids. <laughs> Wait, what was the punishment but, in your eyes? Like, what was a typical punishment? Oh, you know, like he, he couldn't be on his phone or he couldn't go to a party. And he, it, it just made him crazy. And it wasn't the best decision. If I had to go back, I would have done it different. But I will tell you, I was always present. I never missed any of their sports or stance recitals or anything, even working. I would run out of work. And I mean, it, it was so- a really crazy life, but. I think that when you lead from a place of love and also allow them to be themselves, because especially you that are starting now, you know, we come from a little bit of a different generation, especially my parents, um, where everybody wants you to be a certain thing. Um, Watch them and watch what their gift is, because it's right in front of your face and allow them to kind of go in that direction and guide them into going in that direction. Because you can't make an artist a lawyer. You can't make a painter a, you know, a plumber. You know what I'm saying? So, like, watch and see where they kind of gravitate to and what they're really liking and accept them and, and lift them and celebrate them and just love them for who they are and allow them to be themselves. 
and apparently don't punish them. Uh, I'm kind of getting stuck on that because if you listen to my parents or my in-laws, you can punish. I, they, you, you know, I, punish. apparently we we parent too easy, um, and you know, you need to take something away and really take it away. And when you tell them to do this, they need to do that. And I'm like, oh, if only it were that easy. So, are you actually making the argument that your punishments didn't work? They weren't effective. I don't think they didn't work, but I just thought I think that. I think that he was just a child that was very athletic, very outdoorsy. He wanted to be moving all the time. And, you know, and I see that in him now. I mean, every day he leaves work as a 35-year-old married man. He does a sport every single day. He's a leader of a million teams, whether it be hockey, Aww. basketball. Yeah. And and I see that now. And I'm like, this kid didn't need to be in a room not going to a party. Right? So it's kind of understanding that he was just a very active child. And then my second child, he, I would give him a birthday party. And the first present that came through the door, he'd go in the room, shut the door and build Legos. <laughs> so he, he was just a whole different. And then my daughter, when we were picking high schools, all her friends went to one school and she picked another school. And I'm like, but why don't you want to go to that school? She said, because I want to be different. And so, you know, I always say you need two lives to kind of understand these things. But I think as adults, and even, you know, older teenagers, I came to the realization that, that, you know, there are ways. So what would have been a better way? I mean, maybe there wasn't a better way. And maybe that was the only way to teach him. But he just told me one day, I'm never punishing my kids. <laughs> and I went, oh, my God, did I do that wrong? <laughs> Please. Um, well, it sounds like he turned out great. So maybe you were right all He's along. He's great. Yeah, he turned out great. So is your th- <laughs> They all turned out great. You, well, you're 30-year-old. I'm assuming that's Mia. And, and you work yeah. with Mia right now, correct? For the brand? Yeah, and then she started her own, again, My Little Rebel. <laughs> she wanted to... Uh, she was doing everything for Peace of World. And then she started her own agency. Of course, she took my account with her. And she <laughs> has like at least 10 other accounts. But... I have to be priority. But at the same time, I had to let her grow. I let, I had to let her shine. I can't just let her be like on my skirt, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a little hard sometimes, but I, I choose my words wisely. Um, and yeah, there's times where I'm like, but I need this, but I need that. And I see that she's got a million other things going on. And I try to be a little where maybe I would be a little different It was if it wasn't my family. But look, I've always worked with family. And there's this work-life beautiful balance about it, but it's also like walking on needles sometimes because, you know, we're all, we're like a crazy bunch and we're all very intense and we're all very passionate. So I've kind of learned to step back a little bit and let everybody just be themselves. Yeah. You know, if I, I wouldn't choose to work with family. I just, I, I, feel I don't like you, know how not to. Yeah. I don't know how not to. You know, I feel like that. My dad ran my books. Oh, really? Wait, wait so, yeah. so take me back. Your parents are Cuban, correct? And you were born in Cuba. My parents are Cuban. My dad's 89. My mom's 82. I was born in Cuba. And my dad retired from Texaco Oil early. He was a controller. He took an early retirement package. And he worked for us in our aviation company for 20 years. And then he went to Peace Love World. And when COVID came, he just had to retire, which I know it killed him. It killed me. But he just couldn't come to the office anymore. But I tell you, he never missed a beat and he never made a mistake. And he just watched us, took care of us, watched our finances. Whenever he had to tell us something, it went inside an envelope with a highlighter and said personal, private, confidential. (laughs) (laughs) And he was just he's just the most amazing man. But he kept us legal. 
he kept us, you know how you have to have all these permits for this and all the tax things. My dad just did it all. Well, I think I drove him nuts. Well, yeah, but his <laughs> daughter is entrepreneur. is living the American dream, right? You had a vision. Yes. As you said, you had the gut, you had the grit, and, and you you built your brand. How old were you here? I was, uh, how old I was, were you when you came eight months from old Cuba? Oh, baby. I was eight months old. We immigrated to New York. We lived in a two-bedroom apartment from three kids to five kids. My parents kept their same job their whole life. My mom worked for Delta Airlines. Um, in marketing, and my dad worked at Texaco Oil. They both retired from those companies. They raised five wonderful children because I love, I have four brothers and I absolutely love them. And the five of us have a great relationship. My mom, you know, is always questioning, was she a good mother? She's like, was I a good mother? I go, mom, look, we all love each other. Okay. You did a great job. <laughs> she really asked you so, that. I wish my mother would ask me that. She asked me like every day. Was I a good mother? Well, why does she, wait, hold on. Why does she want to know that, Lena? Like, this is so strange. Well, it's funny. Like, if one of my brothers doesn't call her, the mom, guys don't call. You got to call them, right? I mean, boys, you have to be more on top of, they're not, I mean, at least not my sons. They're not calling me every day. So it's so interesting. Your your sons, I think, are, are the normal. My brothers call my parents more than I do. And they make me look bad. We all speak to my parents, like, every day. But my brother will literally call all day long. With every update. That's like, oh, so dear. funny. My daughter's like that. She says I call her 20 times a day, but she calls me 20 times a day. <laughs> I love it. It's so sweet. The worst, though, because my mom calls me all day long. And she'll call every phone. And she'll leave a message that says literally, it's mom, call me back on every voicemail. And then we'll That's send an so email. funny. And I had to say to her, I'm like, oh, please stop. Because I know you're not stalking me, but you're worrying me. Like when you when you call every number... I get scared that something That's happened. That's hilarious. Well, my mother doesn't do that. And I tell her, if we don't call her, she's like, well, I'm not calling my children. In Cuba, we were the ones who had to call our grandparents and our parents. So she's still sticking to that. Do they bring up what it was? But I call her was, every day on my way home. Do they bring up what life was like in Cuba throughout your childhood yes. to give you an appreciation yes. of your new life? Yes. What did they say? They do. And I... You know, I do believe that in Cuba, family was, you know, everybody visited their parents and their grandparents, and it was just different. In America, and you see it in Europe, too, in America, everybody's, like, running around building their American dream. And I think that 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 even though we do have that family thing, because we have it very strong and very tight, you know, she probably went to her grandmother's house every single day. You know, because they all lived close to each other and the grandmother cooked for the mother. And, you know, and those days are just not here right now. It's a very different life here. So I'm from Staten Island, New York, um, born and raised and um, very Italian. I'm from Queens. Okay. And, I, it, you know, when you go to my cousin's house, for instance, um, their mom is always over because the mom lives down the block and there's always someone to watch the kids and there's always food on the table. And it's this awesome feeling that I don't have in my life anymore just because we're busy people. We are doing something all the time. We're out and about, you know, and whenever I'm back home and I don't live far, but, you know, when I am back, I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. And this is totally random, but I'm looking at the queen, Queen Elizabeth II, her funeral or the, the uh, lying oh, state and I know. everything leading up to the funeral. And it just takes you back to this different time when it wasn't all about you. It was about uh, paying homage to someone else who put 
their country before themselves. Just this different time. And it's everything's well, now me, 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 yeah. me, me. You know, you're very right. And whenever I feel very me, 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 I have to take a minute and really look in life. Everything is about giving back. Giving back is really our responsibility. And and I'm going to say this as because this morning I was driving here thinking about this. You know, when I built my brand um, unconsciously, it's really about making people feel good, making people happy making people be seen, making people be heard. And I have to tell you that I do work on that with my mother a lot more now than I ever did before. Because, you know, being a woman is hard. We have a lot of jobs. We have a lot of a lot expected from us. You know, we keep families together. We keep households together. We keep work together. All the things that we do while we're raising kids. But we have to remember that we are the core and the rock of our families. We really are. I have um, a cousin who lost his mom, you know, 20 years ago, they were all young, the five kids and the five kids all fell apart. Um, Nobody speaks to each other anymore. They had a beautiful, but we as moms, I don't care if you work and if you, all the things you have to do, you got to do it all. If you're going to choose to be a businesswoman and you're going to choose to be a mom and you're going to choose to be a daughter, that's the life you chose. You picked it. You made it. So you can't just kind of disregard, like I would, I decided to, you know, get separated. You know, I had those three kids. They're my children. They should not pay the price for my decisions. So I kept our family together to this day. We don't do any holidays without each other. Their dad is very present in their life. He's one of my best friends in the world because I chose to have children. So everything you choose is your decision. You've got to find a way to multitask and keep it all together. You don't have to be perfect because, look, even the people who think they're doing it perfect, they're going to look back and wish they would have done it a little bit different. But give your best and lead from a place of love all the time. And as we wrap this up, Alina, where can we find your your clothing, your, um, your uh, so you home goods? Uh, I'm trying to think of all the things that you sell. So, yes. So my website is www.peaceloveworld.com. You can also find my items on QVC. Uh, and then my Instagrams are Peace Love Alina, my personal, Peace Love World, my brand. And then I also have a new one, Peace Love World Home, if you just want to follow home stuff. Alina Villasante, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.